everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Ad Project Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Joe Shellerud from Ad Advance, and today I'm super excited to be joined by Mar- Marty Weintraub from AimClear, also a Duluth native. Marty, I think you're the first official person that we've had on the podcast from Duluth, other than people from Ad Advance. So super excited to talk to you. We have a native Duluth company. I've lived here since 1995. That's awesome. That's awesome. So for people who don't know you, kind of give us a general overview. Like you've got such awesome experience in the space too. G- give us a little like uh, what's previous experience look like? What's AimClear do? Just give us a co- cool background. Well, first, you're too kind and it's really great to be here. Thank you for having me. Uh, we're impressed what you're doing with your company here locally and nationally and internationally. I'm a Bostonian by birth. I went to Berkeley College of Music, went to college seven semesters and dropped out and joined a band. And so if you Google Marty Weintraub rock star picture, you will be somewhere <laughs> between horrified and delighted. What, what um, did you play, Marty? Keyboards. Okay. Yeah, that's you can awesome. find some pictures that are pretty harrowing. Like even on the face of, <laughs> you'll, you'll find some Google Marty Weintraub rock star picture. My, my first 25 years of career were as a musician with hair down to there in the 80s in the Twin Cities through the, through the Purple Rain Prince era, um, and then kind of made my mark recording dolphins and wolves in the wild and setting that to music, which you would find in kiosks in Target. 16 years ago, I founded Aim Clear. I'd say we're a driven, integrated marketing agency, meaning that we care as much about how one thing affects the other. Like we've been into attribution since a long time before anybody ever heard of it. Our dominance is simple, customer acquisition. We've won 27 US search awards, which is the most in American history, including the last seven in a row, best integrated agency. What makes us different is the balance of performance marketing, holistic brand builds, public relations and data. It's not common to find a firm that is so strong in the soft skills like public relations and creative that does hundreds of millions in e-commerce. And it's not common to find such a technical performance marketing company so strong in the soft skills. We've gotten to work with a lot of amazing clients. We spent the first dollar of paid social for Airbnb, spent so much working with Uber, PayPal, Venmo, eBay, all over the world, Dell Enterprise Software, and then the platforms too, LinkedIn, Etsy, Gumtree, Facebook, publishers like Inc. Magazine, e-tailers like Firestone. We trained Amazon's performance marketing team some years ago, many times. Uh, Locally, uh, beloved brands like Famous Dave's. We took Martha Stewart to Facebook advertising in 2009. Uh, It's been an amazing ride. And five of us speak all over the world. This year, I've already spoken to SMX Paris, SMX Munich, ReSignal, Ecom SEO in London, and still to come is SEO Oktoberfest in Munich. I'm keynoting SEO Barbados. I've spoken at PubCon for the last 13 years, speaking at the Engage Conference in um, Portland. Um, we've gotten a lot of attention ourselves. There was once an article in the Wall Street Journal about targeting journalists with social ads from a journalist that we had been targeting with social ads about content <laughs> targeting journalists with social about targeting journalists with social ads. And I got to call my late mother and say, "Mom, in the Wall Street Journal, but we've been using um, social ads like dark arts since 2007, the week after the Facebook ads." platform was released. 
Finally, sure. we made Inc. 5000 as the fastest growing private company in America six times in a row, four times top 100 workplace to work in Minnesota. And I'm, I'm mostly retired, but we have an incredible staff now. The company runs itself. It's just really, really the best version of AimClear ever. And it's an honor to be in our community. And it's an, it's an honor to speak with you here today. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. And, and by the way, so it's funny too, like starting in music. So I, I, I went to school for engineering. Um, but throughout that, like I'm, I'm a drummer cool. and so, yeah. And so I, I actually like halfway through my engineering schooling, I toured a college in Hollywood for like audio engineering or sound recording. And I was almost going to do it, but kind of stuck through with the engineering side. So yeah, maybe sometime I'll have to jam fine. out or something. One of my first big inter internet <laughs> marketing gigs was at the Institute of Production and Recording, IPR in the Twin Cities. Yeah, yeah. So like I was okay, in like sure. 2002, 2003. So um, yeah, yeah, audio engineering school. <laughs> you did well That's staying awesome. in your engineering degree though, Joe. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> with all the changes too. I, I think it would have gotten a lot harder. So yeah, it was, it was good, but still like to drum on the side. So Mar Marty, so at the Zenith Marketing Conference, uh, you gave a keynote. And first, you should kind of plug that a little bit because it's an awesome conference. But after that, what we really want to dig into is the state of marketing right now and all the changes coming with AI. You had a lot of really cool takes on that. But first, tell us a little bit about the Zenith Conference. Zenith is cool. It's something that AimClear donates to the Chamber of Commerce every year, and it's the primary funding mechanism for FUSE, which is the Duluth Chamber of Commerce's um, organization that works to keep recent college graduates in Duluth after they graduate. For all the amazing marketers we've had at AimClear, a good percentage of them graduated from college here, stayed and worked with our company for like 10 years or something. As you know, the, from your business, the, the best way to make amazing local employees is to grow amazing local employees. Um, Zenith sure. uh, gets about 300 attendees, quite a bit from the Twin Cities, and we invite our speaker friends from all over the world. We sequenced the conference. I got, I got great feedback about your session at Zenith this year, so thanks for oh, speaking. Thank yeah. Um, and it's just really, it's like a slice of a conference that you would normally have to see in New York for about tenth, a tenth of the cost with little travel. Um, we do it each year in the springtime, and it's very inexpensive for students. We've, bas it's, we've basically built a bridge to um, the Twin Cities and beyond. At 300 people, that's more like a conference in Charlotte or, or Portland, Oregon, like much bigger cities. And uh, we donate um, all of our time and 100% and, and of the top line revenue goes to the Chamber of Commerce for Fuse. Yeah. So it's just a great yeah. thing. So yeah, seeing the conference was awesome and just gives you such a wide perspective. And especially for like a location like Duluth, like bringing that level of right? people there. Oh yeah, it was awesome. It was awesome. And I came with so many key takeaways too. And I'm, I'm like highly tied into digital marketing as a whole, but there were so many awesome insights that came out of it, including cool. your keynote. So Marty, oh, walk us through like, all right. So 
2023 marketing. <laughs> what what's oh, key MD. things that are going on now? Like walk us through maybe a little bit of history or what's shifting, and then we can get into more specifics on like AI and the impacts of digital marketing as a whole. But just kind of give us you've been following this this industry for quite a while. Like, where time. are we at now? Yeah, <laughs> where are we going? The whole well, it's another tech bubble. There's there there's massive layoffs. There's shifts in human resources allocation. It's insane, really. Actually, I mean, there's been a churn forever in the industry. People go in house. They go out house. Wait, that's not right. They go <laughs> to agencies or yep. consultancies, uh, and and now we see companies laying off thousands of marketers in preparation for um, for AI. So there's that classic cyclical in-house agency slash consultancy um, churns. And basically everybody is sort of standing at the edge of a cliff wondering if they're going to get pushed off or professionally speaking, of course, yep. um, or, or jump and try to figure out something different. And if they have a parachute or not, or if their skills are going to remain applicable in the next generation. But, but here's the big news, and this is what I tell our people all the time. There is no switch at any of the entrances of AimClear where you could take a printout of a client intake document and go, oh, yeah, flip, see ya. <laughs> like, <laughs> it still takes human humans to run the machines or to decide, to decide what machines to run and how to run them. And, um, and anybody that's been working in any of the major paid ad platforms for the last 10 years plus, we've been dealing with AI anyway. So, sure. um, so it's just a really volatile time. And what we could say is that not a lot of marketers are going to straight up lose their job to AI, like, but a lot of marketers are going to lose their job to marketers who are better at using AI than they are or who don't overuse it. I've quoted you with that exact term. That's one that it's stuck so, with it's me. It's so yeah. right. <laughs> Yep. It's so right. Like like any new like I would it's bigger than social media was, though in in 2005, 2004, 2006, when social I mean, I remember going to search engine strategies 2006 going, I got to learn more about how to make money with WordPress and social media. Yeah. And what's this Facebook? And then, of course, the Facebook ads platform in 2007. It's bigger than that, but it's not bigger than the Internet. It's not bigger than the printing press. It's big like the way parking lot attendants were replaced by machines or um, and, and, and AI is a smoking research tool. Like you could just build out associations like you could take a, you could take a product and say, give me 300 incredibly geeky two to four word key phrases. Then you could say. Tell me the job, the long tail job descriptions that use these keywords used for what in the next column, what state they're in, what their salaries are and what publications they read. Sure. And that's all shit we could find out before, but not instantly. So so it so like and also you've probably done it. We could take whole massive amounts 
of like a Google Ads account or an Amazon account or 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 or, or analytics or anything, and sure. we could drop it all in by API and seek associations and causations, or at or at least cause co- correlations that we could never find. Like like AI is the needle in a haystack. And also AI, um, it is really, people tend to focus on the writing and the copywriting and the image creation behind AI. And it can be very, very, very good, but you have to teach it not to be stupid. Sure. Otherwise, <laughs> it'll, it'll use the word the 400 times. It'll, use, it'll start sentences the same way, like it. Like we've ended up, uh, there's an article in our blog about um, believability and levels of complexity and repetitiveness and solving that. And so we've been working really hard and we've like broken the internet with rankings from content that was created in AI and uh, written editorials for earned media that took somebody else's editorial and rebutted it point by point, rearranged it and found data to get behind it. Sure. Like it's, um, it's a pretty miraculous tool, but it's not a tool that does anything that we didn't already do. It just does it faster and better in our hands. Sure. At least at sure. This so is, is that the at key way time. that you're approaching it right now? Is it looking at, all right, what's every part of the process that we do as an agency? And then, all right, can we integrate AI into this? Can AI do it better? Can it do it faster? Can it do that first draft? Like how, how are you guys approaching it as you're looking at this and trying to integrate it in? We're incurred. Well, first of all, um, even though I am mostly retired, that's from direct client work. And I still work with the executives and helping to think inside our agency, which is really fun for me. And well, it's all really fun for me, but but that's sort of my retirement jam. And so we do a few things. One, we encourage our team to ask impossible freaking questions that they would never ask before. Like, 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 um, like the one I described a moment ago on the B to B side, yeah. we, and then I read every, and then because we have a 25 really interesting, deep, highly paid creative people at our company, they're very, they experiment quite a bit. And I read every, every prompt that they write. I read every prompt that they write. Sure. Uh, to see how we're using it. And then we make sure to scale that to other people inside of the company. Um, we use it for a lot of productivity things like we'll uh, transcribe a Google meet and then drop the transcription into GPT-4 and say, please, will you write a summary email for the client and for the project management system? We use it to find pain and push points or pain and pleasure points for products. So if I need, I'll just pick a random thing. So if I need to write about a 25 horsepower, gas powered outboard motor for the Boundary Waters, Ring Lakes, um, for the wilderness, the edge of the wilderness, it'll tell me uh, a noise level, no fuel leakage, fuel efficiency, um, the aesthetic blends in with the wilderness speed for the low, relatively low power. And then if I ask it, it'll tell me all the reasons that people could be against it. And then, sure. 
And also keep in mind that you can get AI to write almost anything that you want if you know how to hack the prompts. Like, I like say, write me a 400-word article about riding fat tire bicycles in a black ice storm. Yeah. And, and it'll, I mean, it'll come out and go, generally not advised, many injuries occurred, <laughs> some <Yeah>. fanatics <laughs> did it. I'll go, all right. So I'll take that uh, prompt and I'll go, all right, write me an article about why it's an awesome thing to do. And it'll say thrill seeking, exhilar- an exhilaration, <laughs> um, transportation with when the cars can't go and many people get hurt, blah, blah, blah. So I'll take the prompt and I'll go, uh, same prompt, do not talk about injuries, fanatical users. Like you can keep grooming the prompt until you yeah. get it to tell you that the second coming of the Messiah is intrinsically related to the <laughs> stock market, whether I clean my toenails in the morning and um, uh, David Bowie's last seven recordings. Like you just have to keep taking the prompt. Don't say science. Don't yeah. say fringe elements. Don't say many people don't believe. Like sure. we just we just keep like we just keep making so um and if you're not into cleaning prompts, you have to realize that you're down for a good portion of hallucin- hallucinations that can sure. occur. So um we're 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 using it to do the same things that we did before, but with more fantastic associations or research, or 50 job titles, or psychographic personas, and what will their biggest objections be? Uh, historic, what were the biggest obje- objections historically through the 50s and 60s? What got solved in the 70s and 80s? And what technological innovations are most important to people as evidenced by media coverage up until 2021 when the training for GPT was completed? Sure. Like, like the, the secret to AI isn't trying to do shit that you've never done before. It's trying to do all the things that you've always known you wanted to do, but weren't quite fast or smart enough to sure. do at the or same time. Scale it. Yep. Yes. Yeah. 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 So what's your, what's your perspective? I mean, cause you've been able to navigate some pretty seismic shifts in the internet and digital marketing and SEO throughout many years. Right. What impacts do you see on, say, like SEO, on digital advertising? Give me general trends that you can see. Like, is it going to really squeeze out some of the agencies that aren't doing this because now we can do it more efficiently? Or are there key focus areas that don't matter as much anymore? Like, where, where do you see this trending? This is same as it ever was. Whenever there's a new anything in any industry, first of all, there is a thousand fake thought leaders that bubble up to the surface spewing bullshit immediately. Sure. Like go into Sales Navigator and LinkedIn and see how many people say guru and have two years experience, (laughs) has expert in their job title and they just graduated from college. Just like bite me. Like I think at large agencies owned by holding companies, you'll continue to see big layoffs. Um, Smaller boutique agencies like us will win because we're agile and we can reinvent standard operating procedures and turn the battleship around in the bathtub. They're like other generations of big upheaval. There is a glut of unemployed 
marketers who want to supervise want way more money than the market will support right now and don't have the, the wisdom or experience for any of that. The most creative humans win. Others will lose more than they've ever lost. I, I know a very top executive at one of the channels who told me a story about a person that worked with them. And back in 2008, that person was really bitching at direct mail. And then the platform was getting into emails to retain users. And that person was amazing at writing emails. And then through each generation, that person all the way through to now where they're prompt engineers, like really great, talented humans use emergent tools better than people who are not really great, talented humans. Sure. So the most creative humans wins. There's a rise of specialized AI input professionals and there's human resources allocation along those lines. Like if you work at an agency like ours, you got to make everybody a prompt master. Sure. Um, uh, there's a daily workflow operations revolution. Like the data that we use to plan operational depth for new clients we can take on or not is massively deep. Like the data we use for marketing Local SEO, more cutthroat and difficult for the depth of everybody's research and the width of it sure. and the fact that, you know, Google's Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, Instagram, Pinterest, Amazon, TikTok, they're not in business for you to succeed locally without needing them. And in the entire history of the Internet, every platform, channel, uh, um, network, that gave marketers shit for free, uh, monetized it, looking exactly yeah. the same. And so we're at the apex of that. Like there's just, don't expect a lot of free conversions. Free conversions will not be trending upwards. Um, <laughs> as I mentioned, there'll be a wide adoption of really difficult correlation studies that were previously tough or impossible and, um, and insane research hacks. Like I was today, I was working on an entry for the U.S. search awards and the person who is writing the case study in my company used the word leverage. I hate the word leverage. Like it was played like about 14 years ago. Leverage, leverage, <laughs> I'm going to leverage. Like it's just web bullshit. I probably, I probably say that. <laughs> so I went into, uh, I went into chat, uh, uh, I went into GPT-4 and I said, Please give me twenty words for 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 tw twenty words for leverage, um, yeah. operationalize, hack, capitalize on. Like it just gave me twenty different ways. Like I, and also um, I I use GPT a lot. Like I, so I'm planning an international trip. I'm trying to figure out what, what size luggage I can bring. The little puddle jumper that goes to the Arctic in Norway gives me three-dimensional centimeters, point millimeters. And so I just go, paste it in, give me that in inches, and it does all the dimensions. Sure. Or like, it's like that. <laughs> so, so that's, it's, 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 pretty, it's pretty groovy time to be alive. Like, I, I, the only thing that's constant is that nothing is constant. And sure. really, it's been the same argument forever. Like, like this is about the 10th time. I've, everybody thinks that the shit they're going through right now is the biggest thing in history. I'm almost 64 years old. I mean, we were equally, like, Flash 2.0 came out. 
and the internet wasn't even hardly a thing. We went, we're also screwed. Yeah. We're also screwed because the animation artists are going to be put out of business because sure. web engineers can take 2D elements, make them fake 3D or digital video editing. We're so screwed. Like, like yeah. the whole history of any of the creative arts that are a towel of science and creativity, it's all a series of minds blown, we're screwed, what are we going to do? <laughs> That's awesome. What's your take on like on the digital ad side? So if we're looking at like inter-channel or multi-channel marketing um, or like programmatic, OTT, like where, where do you see those pieces going? There's a few things happening. We've all heard the word integrated marketing and we've made a meal of it at AimClear. To me, integrated marketing means if the keyword is Nikon binoculars deal, the retargeting in another channel isn't to everybody, but to only people who like geeky species of birds that are red and like cardinals or robins. And the retargeting ad is only for people who searched for Nikon binoculars deal. It has a picture of a big red bird in the binoculars and text on the ad says best Nikon birding binoculars deal. And so to me, integrate or another one, the, the, the psychographic segment is everybody who works at a, at a fortune company, a, a fortune company. And the keyword is enterprise WordPress solution software, which it would be really expensive if you had to buy a lot of that. But I know I'm only marketing to people who work at Fortune 500 companies or sure. huge enterprises. Like integrated marketing is when you track inbound audience and creative, segment the data, and then retarget cross-channel or in, inside the channel, intra-channel, um, contingent on inbound audience and creative data. What, what the big thing that's happening, especially with Apple, who has Apple weaponized privacy. Mm -hmm. I really don't think Apple gives a shit about privacy. I think Apple gives a shit about wiping out Facebook and they're doing a pretty good job of hurting them. Sure. And so what's going to happen and what has already happened is that integrated marketing, where we're tracking uh, the funnel of inbound and ongoing creative and target filtering touches is going to take place all within platforms. You're going to do it all inside of Google or all inside of Amazon or all inside of Facebook, which means that say what you want about AI, uh, Microsoft and Google have a great chance of winning because they have the most diverse product sets. In, in Google, I can show somebody a, a promoted video based on a keyword that I buy, and then I can retarget them with a banner ad dialing in additional filters. Sure. Like, like um, so the big deal is that system-wide persistent state targeting and creative for user journeys is going to be intra-platforms, mostly with inside the platforms, instead of from Facebook to Google to Bing to Apple. That's the bad news. 
Um, the good news is, so what? They're all massive. They're all the same users. It's just a question of the products. Like, really, the people who are using Google are the same people that are in Amazon. And the people sure. who are in Amazon are the same people that are on Instagram or whatever with massive overlaps. So really, it's just a question of how you get them and what part of their day and what frame of mind they're in. So far, so far as programmatic, you already see it. Um, I mean, I don't have data. Well, well, if I did, I, if I had data, I couldn't tell you that I have data. Um, <laughs> but how many of you listeners out there have been talking to somebody in your life and then you see a Facebook ad for the thing that you were talking about, but you've never been on any website that does it? So I'm, pr I'm pretty much sure that many people believe that, how's that for equivocation? I'm pretty sure many people believe <laughs> that, that, that this shit almost reads our minds. Sure. And so um, we're already able to use programmatic tools to run specific channels like the Food Network or ESPN with psychographic layers of delineation. So, so yeah, it's like it's not Mad Men anymore. Like you can run very explicit, very explicit ads. XM Radio too. Do you buy any XM? Um, very explicit stuff. So um, sure. anything that was a media thing, a rich media thing that wasn't a piece of paper that somebody delivered to your door like every day, even that, like even that will all customize. It's, it, it'll be the same stuff, copy, video, uh, consuming, streaming, or broadcast in your automobile. Um, I mean, even skywriting with airplanes is data-driven, like based on what beach they're over and the hod, like it. So, uh, so, oh, also, as you know, Facebook targeting kind of went away for a while and other psychographic channels, there was, there was a great tech regression, like a depreciation of classic, if you will, psychographic targeting, it's kind of coming back, like the ability to target people for who they are, not just what they're looking for. I'm sure, sure your Amazon DSPs and your Walmart DSPs, you experience that as well as in OTT. So, so it, it's a fantastic new world. Um, yeah, I hope yeah. You enjoy it, it's it becoming lot. fun sure. where you can... Yeah, where you can hyper-target and really show relevant ads on all these different channels. The key thing is just it's got to be contained within that channel <laughs> just because of all the privacy restrictions and everything that's happening in trying to track cross-channel. And so, yeah. yeah, lots of power within the platform. Once you get outside the platform, it gets a lot trickier. Also, mass marketing, too. I mean, you can do two things, mass marketing and dossier marketing. Like we could use Sales Navigator to make these really, really, really explicit lists of people. Keep the list inside the channel so you're not violating GDPR or CCPA or other emergent privacy legislation or, or regulations or laws, et cetera. Um, and we can market B2B and B2B to C using that data, like ski instructors buy chapstick and parkas, um, alunkers. Uh, by flashlights for their caves, for their cave, etc. And and then also mass marketing too. I mean, when I came up in this industry, we were using television stations with no targeting other than time of day and the content sure. of the show. Yeah. And but, but we still got people to buy chia pet heads or walk into grocery stores or 
buy cars at at, at a Ford dealership or whatever because for the relative cost, it didn't take much to raise brand awareness to where like and brand is like lakefront property like um like of of all the targeting i would like to have i like people going to google and searching for my brand and my differentiator the sure. the word that, words that uh, define what makes us cool or different or why they want it my brand usage my brand value my brand differentiator etc and so mass marketing will get you that and if you do a study in a market that's like a say a dma that has like a million people in it or 1.5 million people like and you divide it all up into hyper targeting with super specific ads or you um just market to everybody for an extremely low cost because you're not buying any targeting data and you use a more generalized catch-all message at the top of the funnel um, you'll sell more shit or as much shit. Like we, we just did a case. We're working on a case study here for the search awards where, yeah, here's the Google result. Here's the Facebook result. Here's the direct traffic and new brand search attributable to people that saw ads more than once. Sure. Like, so, so like, like a, a mass branding is in mass branding That's is awesome. in and it's sexy and it works and it always works and we can prove it. That's awesome. So Marty, it's kind of fun. I, I love talking to you because it's like, all right, we were both music guys back in the day. I got into digital advertising a little later in my career. You did too. Both growing digital advertising agencies in Duluth. We just made the Inc. 5000 last year and sounds like we're going to make it again this year. We'll so I'm... Yeah, that's awesome. So I'm a little earlier in my career. Like, what advice do you have? Uh, for someone like me who is looking at like the next 20 years and trying to figure out how we're going to navigate all this stuff as we go. Uh, diversify the people that generate revenue inside your company other than you. Sure. Pay your people way out of market, more like if they worked in San Francisco or, or Minneapolis or something. Don't make anything sacred and be willing to turn your shop on a dime operationally in, in that question of, Oh, uh, don't accept barriers to innovation. Don't accept barriers to like in innovation. Like, like if you ever hear anybody at your shop saying, Oh, you can't do it. Nobody has ever done that sure. shit. Or we have to do it the old way first before we can get anybody to commit or, well, we could do the innovation, but we, we could never scale it it's not scalable or it's too expensive. Like the biggest question I've ever asked at aim clear that is the question I would recommend that you always ask whenever anybody says something's not possible, say, yeah, I get it. It's not possible. But what if we could, sure. what if we could, like, what if we could like, well, okay, it's too expensive. Great. Why don't we do, and there's no machine that does it. Okay. Why don't we do 3000 by hand? And, and see if it works and, and then we'll get the budget to automate it. Well, well, it's too expensive. Well, why don't we just pay the price and see if it works? And then we'll go figure out how to make it cheaper. Like, like the best tool that we've had in the whole 16 years has been proving use cases and feasibility in a sandbox. Like, yeah, I know. Cause People come up to us in all, fa all phases of life and say, I go, hey, well, I, 
I, I want to go to the Arctic and shoot the aurora and blah, 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 blah. Well, you can't. Well, well what if I could? Well, what if I could? Well, you can't for this reason. Sure. This, I get it. I can't. What if I could? What, what, would the, what would it mean to our outcome if we were able to do that? Well, you just can't. Look, I get it. We can't. We're all going to die and go to hell if we even try. What if we could? Could I please get you past? What if we with what if we could? What if we could? Sure. Well, if we could, then we'd smoke everybody, hang them out to dry, and lead the world and make a hundred million extra. Great. Okay, now what are the barriers? <laughs> sure. So how can we? So now what are the barriers? Let's look at that one at a time and look at a low scale workaround. That I get it. It'll cost too much. Like I get it. It's never been done. I get it. You can't scale it. Great. Yeah. What if we could? Like you can't even get to the barriers of innovation until you're willing to look past to why you want it. And sure. then you can study the reason it's figure not out how to get feasible. There. Yeah. It's sort of like if I could make a logo for myself for the last like 16 years, it would be like butterfly hunting with a hole in the net. <laughs> I love that. I love that. <laughs> Uh, so Marty, for people, if they want to get in contact with you or they want to find more about aim clear, like where, where should they go? Well, LinkedIn, LinkedIn is a great place. Plus Marty's got a I, lot of great content there. So make sure you, you link up with them on LinkedIn. So, and you can just find me. It's Weintraub, uh, Joe will post how to spell my last name. And then I make Facebook, I make Facebook friends and mo I'm, also, I have a, most people don't know, Joe, but I have a mm -hmm. photography website called crackedpepper.com, like the spice, cracked pepper. Okay. And sure. I'm a commercial drone pilot, all three levels in Europe and also part 107 in America and a committed still photographer. And my, my passion is nighttime sky astroscapes where I'm taking picture of Aurora and Milky Way, but with really interesting foreground stuff. So I'd enjoy, uh, and I post my pictures in, on my personal Facebook page in public for aim clear, aimclear.com is a really great place to start. Our blog has really cool content in it. And you could just email me marty at aimclear.com. A-I-M-C-L-E-A-R. Just email me straight up. Like when I speak at conferences, I Joe, I don't like, yeah. I, I just go email me like, I, if I speak at a conference and, and I say it, like I, half the people in the room email me, like that just cuts That's through right. quite a few layers of bullshit. Like there you go. Email so e email Marty. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like my yeah. work email, Marty at aimclear.com. I love it. Yeah. Well, Thank hey, you for Marty, being I, so I, generous. Thank you for being so generous having me on your show. Like, Oh, really for sure. Cool. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining. This has been a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. And for all those who are, who are listening to the Ad Project podcast, hope you got a lot out of this. And as always, uh, thank you for listening. And we'll see you on and the next go dogs. episode. Go and dogs. Go, bull, go Duluth Bulldogs. <laughs> yes. <laughs>